happy Wednesday. Trust you are all having a fantastic and productive week. This is Ready Set Real Estate, and I'm your host, Lisa Gillette, also known as Super Agent. I am an industry professional, agent trainer, all these fun things. But more importantly, I'll get back to all that. Let's talk about today's topic, why for sale by owner makes you a target. I am speaking about this in light of, by the way, I just realized I'm not wearing my sweater. Would you give me my Ready Set Real Estate sweater? <laughs> Thank you. I need to make sure I am uh, show ready. I'm not show ready. This is not okay. So let's make sure we get show ready. Uh, while while I put my sweater on, I want to say thank you for those of you who've been tuning in on our radio podcast platform everywhere. Uh, we have been making some incredible strides on the podcast, and I'm really excited to say and share that I will be bringing more of the podcast training for those of you who are interested in creating your own show. See, now I feel appropriate. Let me, I like to tuck my uh, strings in. There we go. Now I feel appropriate. Feel a little, a little warm already, but I'm appropriate. I'm show ready. Okay. That way, you know, when you're tuning in, especially if you're tuning in for the first time, say hi, say hello. Make sure you press one down below lets me know you're here. Press two lets me know you shared it. Please share, share, share. Uh, and let people know we are doing real estate edutainment every Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Thank you for those of us who've given us so much feedback when we had Anthony Lee on the show last week. Gosh, was it last week or week before last? Week before last already. Okay. So <laughs> you must be like, who is she talking to? My on-set producer, co-producer husband. <laughs> I've been wanting to get him in so I can get him on the show like that. That'd be so cool. You know how usually you can tell, you know, you, you see people talking. So I'm not just talking to myself. I'm just, I'm there is someone here with me. All right. Any case, let's uh, let's just get to the point today. I want to say that we will be talking about for sale by owners and why that makes you a target if you or someone you know is thinking about listing, selling, or marketing their own property because you're looking to save. You're looking to save is usually what people think about because you've heard all the horror stories that those big, big, bad agents make all the money. <laughs> we make all the money. And so I want to shed some light on to why going the FISBO route may not be the best idea that you come up with in 2023. All right. Before we jump into that, let's talk about writing down your goals for 2023. I must say we are doing well in executing our own professional personal goals. I've got uh, finals tomorrow. So I almost canceled today. I almost canceled, but I said, no, I'm going to I'm going to stick with it. I will commit to the show and then I, I'll get back to studying. So I have been in study mode. Exams are tomorrow, so I'll be free. Oh, announcements, adult real estate classes. So check down here as the uh, ticker is scrolling. Yes, we are bringing back our free adult real estate classes starting March 25th, 2023. That is free uh, for the uh, 
community. Those of you who are looking to learn more about real estate, all aspects, you know, I'm, I'm into all aspects of real estate. And then, by the way, that's fourth Saturdays of each uh, month. And then we are bringing the real estate training workshops uh, starting March 18th, 2023. So March 18th, uh, agent training is third Saturdays. We're doing that live. We'll be doing that locally here with one of our uh, partners and, and, and sponsors. And I'm really excited. So you'll see more promotion on that coming soon. Like I said, I've been, you know, head down, focusing on uh, what's priorities. As soon as I finish and complete that, you're going to see me up it up, up, up it a bit, and we're going to kick it off with more of our classes. So real estate agent training workshops, those, some might be free, some may be free, some, um, and some won't be, but it won't be like crazy fees, okay, for the agent training. Those are industry professionals, but the adult real estate classes, for those of you who are not in the industry, those will be free because, uh, I mean, you, you got to get the right information. There's tons of information online, you know, YouTube University and Facebook, you know, seminars and, you know, all this other stuff people are doing. Uh, and then chat GBT. I imagine people are going to, you know, start replacing consulting with professionals and just ask chat GBT. What should I do if I miss two mortgage payments? How do I save my home? What do I do if I'm underwater? What do I do if the borrower pass away? What if I, what do I do if there's a reverse mortgage on the property? What do I, you, you get what I'm saying, right? Imagine ask chat GBT. We're just in such a different time. Okay. All right. So let's, before I get into that, I want to say thank you to our show sponsor. We're going to get into this and kick off into the show. Uh, let's see here. Show sponsor for today. Ah, shameless plug. Our very own brokerage, Devenia Estates. We'll be right back after this sponsor break. We know how challenging it can be to try and sell a home while also dealing with other financial and legal matters. We are here to help. Devenio Estates is the real estate firm you need to make sure your unique situation is handled as quickly and efficiently as possible. Our team of professionals has a combined experience of over 30 years in real estate, construction, and finance industries. As active professionals in the industry, we know the importance of timelines and pride ourselves in providing superior service without compromising integrity. We use industry software and copyrighted proposals so that our real estate agents submit accurate and complete listing information and buyer offers. Our goal is to exceed your expectations and set Devenio Estates as the go-to real estate firm for excellence and advocacy and superior services for our clients. Contact us today to learn more about our services. Woohoo! That was a good commercial. Good stuff there. All right. Jumping into this here. So uh, we're doing classroom style, taking some notes. There's something you can always learn in just wa watching the show. So we'll keep this. I'm going to aim under 30 minutes because I'd like to get back to studying, resting, eating, and preparing for my final exam tomorrow. So thank you again for checking in with me. Really appreciate you and the continued support. Again, remember, I do giveaways on the show. So 
as I'm drinking my cup of uh, orange juice, I'm drinking it out of our very own Ready Set Real Estate 15 ounce mug. Of course, we've got the sweater, we've got the snapbacks, we've got the visors, summer's coming. Make sure you get your Ready Set Real Estate gear. There's an opportunity all the time in earning that by engaging, answering questions, sharing, just getting caught doing something good. I used to work with children on the spectrum, and that was one of the things that we were uh, trained to do as behavior and interventionists is uh, you want to reward them and reinforce the behavior. Positive reinforcement is uh, acknowledging them by getting caught while doing something good, right? Because attention either way, good or bad, is still attention and, you know, that whole thing. Anyway, sometimes I just... <laughs> come out with random fact, random information <laughs> for your, for your, uh, you know, learning benefit. Okay. So I've captioned this, why for sale by owner makes you a target. Let's get into it as to why that is. So for sale by owner, also known as FISBO, is a seller, is a seller of a property who chooses to sell their own property. Why? I don't know. No, I, I think I do know why, right? Usually it's because they want to save on the commission is really why they want to save. Hey, Melanie. Hello. Welcome to the show. She says, hello, everyone. Uh, and they're you, it's usually because they want to save on the commission. Melanie, I pose to you, what would, why would a seller want to sell their own property, not hire a broker, not hire an agent, maybe not hire work with a real estate attorney to assist with a transaction and they just want to go it alone. Sometimes I think people want to live vicariously through agents. You know, they've always dreamed about being an agent. And so uh, when they sell their home or they choose to sell their own property, they may, may consider this the opportunity. I can do this. I can do it alone. Sometimes I find too, I, it's funny because I run a, when you say you're uh, in the business of real estate, you will come across people that are like, oh, I try to get my license or I w was licensed, but I didn't, um, you know, keep my, my license because I, you know, didn't want to pay the fees or whatever. So for various reasons. So Melanie says to get the maximum out of their cell. Absolutely. Maximum being, I'm going to help you here, right? Dollar, dollar signs. I'm going to drop that in the chat below, right? So the maximum being the, the dollar, right? Hoping to not have to pay broker fees and commissions. And the reason being is because uh, someone somewhere said the big bad agents take all the money. So they take all the money. And I think it's because there's just been lots of misinformation or misrepresentation about the industry professional. And last week, in fact, that's what we talked about last week. Didn't we talk about the class action lawsuit? What was going on with that? So sellers are in this very big, this is one of, we talked, in fact, Melanie, we were on last week. And we had a great show. Bombshell lawsuit is happening right now. One of the biggest lawsuits in the history of real estate. It's the second largest. And it's over commissions. So I think this was a good segue. And I didn't even, I didn't even plan that. It worked out perfectly to be talking about 
lawsuits, sellers suing essentially the big five, the industry. And we talked about Remax, um, uh, uh, Home Services of America, which is an affiliate by Berkshire. Keller Williams is in this lawsuit. Um, uh, Realogy, which has also changed their name to Anywhere. And uh, so Anywhere is, is the owner of companies like Century 21, is the owner of company like Sotheby's, is the owner of, uh, who else is in there? Ah, there's a there's a couple others that you all know. And this is why I say to people, you know, when you think you're choosing agencies or brokerages for whatever reason, it's not so much about the name, right? The name is the branding, is the marketing, is the machine, but you oftentimes are connecting with the individual who is a part of that agency, but they're all kind of one in the same, essentially, other than the types of services that you get, right? So it's the agent that is making the mark. It is the agent that is distinguishing themselves in this industry when they're representing those various companies. Melanie's like, I'll go take a look at that replay from last week. You got it. And for those of you, yes, episode 195, we talked about that. Get caught up because what I said, in fact, I captioned this, Melanie, it was more so kind of a clickbait here, uh, but it said why home minority home buyers will pay more, uh, will pay more when they purchase their home. It was kind of something along those lines, but essentially what this class action lawsuit could do is wipe away buyer representation if a buyer wants to hire an agent if this if the sellers prevail in this lawsuit what that means is the buyer will not only have to come up with their down payment three and a half to ten percent down right if they've got it uh closing costs two to three percent plus agent commission anywhere from a flat fee to a percentage. And that of course is gonna vary depending on what that buyer's agent is requesting as their fee for compensation and representation. So we are getting into some very interesting times when we're talking about closing the wealth gap and closing uh, you know, the social inequities. And so here this lawsuit is on the forefront of a lot of what's happening. It is for that reason we get back to the for sale by owners and this idea of commissions and wanting to sell, save money here. And here's why. Uh, because as a result, the Department of Justice got wind of that case and they investigated the National Association of Realtors. They just settled that lawsuit. In fact, the Department of Justice, after they settled it, check this out, they wanted to renege on that settlement. They said, no, 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 we don't want to agree to that, even though we signed saying we would agree and stop the investigation. They wanted to say, uh, no, 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 we don't want to be bound by this agreement. The National Association of Realtors filed a motion with the court and the court upheld that said, hey, hey, government, if you sign an agreement, you've got to abide by it. So they weren't able to wiggle out of that one. So for now, the investigation into, you know, yep, <laughs> Melanie's like, wow, DOJ, yes. The DOJ is involved, got involved. In fact, they are reserving the rights to reinvestigate this whole thing about commissions, cooperating brokers and policies and, you know, uh, what, what is called adverse buyer commission rule or 
adverse buyer broker rule is what it's called. It's getting, listen, the trial, look, now I'm getting all excited here. The trial, and thank you for those of you who are tuning in and catching us on the live. We're talking about commissions. We're talking about the lawsuit. We're talking about why, you know, FISBOs, for sale by owners, decide to sell their homes, all this interrelated. We're just, it's getting juicy here. The trial begins, it was supposed to begin this month, February, but it's now set for October. So this thing is huge. This has been officially a certified certified class action lawsuit for sellers in various states. This really is centered in Missouri right now, but this can have quite a domino effect depending on how uh, the jury rules and how this uh, case is decided. So I, you know, I wish they like, uh, you know, do it like uh, the Johnny Depp case and we get to see this thing pan out. There's a lot to be learned here as we're talking about representation. So buyer's representation was born in the 1980s and it was because of being scammed, essentially being tricked, bamboozled, being screwed when buyers went to work with a listing agent who was representing the seller in that transaction. Not all countries, by the way, use buyer's agents. We in the United States, we do. It's called buyer agency. And so here we are. Uh, it's getting juicy. It's getting hot and juicy with this lawsuit. Okay. So let's continue. So we've established that a for sale by owner, like many people who maybe are very self-sufficient, do-it-yourself type folks who say, you know, I can go online. I can use chat GBT. I can, you know, go <laughs> take a crash course in real estate, understand contracts, how to negotiate them, understand inspections, appraisals, loans, and all that, all, all that fun stuff, right? No, no, it's not okay. Here's why you don't want to go the FISBO route, because it does make you a target, because the scammers who our career scammers, along with any other name you want to call them in the book, but I'll keep it as scammers here. Career scammers know how to play the game a lot better than you if this is your first go round at selling your own property. And so it may be your own property. It might be a property you're flipping, depending what state you're in. So here's why you want to, we're going to talk about some things you want to look out for and just ultimately why you want to have representation. You just, this is not something you want to go it alone if you're not skilled. And for, for example, there's a higher degree of standard that professionals like accountants, CPAs, EAs, attorneys, uh, contractors, uh, real estate professionals, agents, brokers, uh, lenders, these people licensed by the state who are considered to know more than the average person are held to a higher degree of fiduciary responsibility. That word fiduciary, that means duties that are set forth to protect and serve the interests of the seller and or buyer and or customer and or client over the professional. I'm reading a book right now called The Sudden, uh, the Sudden Wealth, Sudden Wealth. And 
he was explaining about non-fiduciary advisors and fiduciary advisors in the financial planning world. And it's so important when we, we use that term lightly, fiduciary duty, but not if you're in our industry, not if you're a licensed professional. Fiduciary duty is one that is to a higher degree of standard of ethics, responsibility, transparency, trust, integrity, disclosure, all of that. Okay, you got it. Okay. I, you know, I'm kind of belaboring this here because I want you to get it. I want you to get it. People in the back, fiduciary. All right. So sellers, watch out because scammers, <laughs> I love it. Uh, Melanie's like getting my dictionary, fiduciary. Absolutely. I've given you all the synonyms that I could come up with right now on it. <laughs> um, so sellers can be duped into selling a house to a scammer. So you can think this is a legit purchase. Scammers, um, probably alongside equivalent to a con artist, very charming, very personable, very sociable, comes off as, you know, hey, this is, this is, this feels good, right? Uh, they'll list everything in the book as to, you know, that this is the right move. They're the right person for the deal. However, however, they are, are being they are being deceptive in a few ways. Let's talk about those ways. The sellers may not receive their full payment. A scammer may wire their deposit. Then they may send in the money and payment and say, oh, as is cash, pay you in full. And then guess what? You've recorded, you've signed over, conveyed the grant deed. The grant deed is, is essentially the pink slip of real estate, right? In cars, the title is known as pink slip. In, in real estate, we, we don't, I should name it something, the orange slip. Should we call it the orange slip? <laughs> I should name the grant deed something. It's not customary for us to call it anything other than a grant deed, but in terms of titles, like in uh, car ownership, the pink slip in real estate is the equivalent of the grant deed. And so you sign your grant deed over conveying, meaning transferring your interests into of the property to the other person. Now, here's what, what happens or what's supposed to happen. In a normal closing where there are vested parties like a title, title company, an escrow, who are overseeing the transaction, between the exchange of the money and the exchange of the, the title between the seller and the buyer, what we are seeing happening is the money gets wired. It gets confirmed as funded. Very important. Drop that down in the chats, uh, chat below. So funded typically happens first. Funded first. All right. Funded first. And then once we have funding, depending what state you are, you may do a same day recording. California, certain counties, we, we rarely right now are doing same day recordings. Recordings is when the it's transferred from the seller's name into the buyer's name. And that gets confirmed at the county registrar's or recorder's office. Got it. So funded first. Funded first and then recording confirmation. So for those of you who have not purchased or not familiar with the steps, I'm giving you the latter part 
of closing of escrow. And oftentimes I get called or asked, okay, so when do I get the keys funded first, money exchanged and confirmed that the money is good, then recording confirmation. Got it. We're in the latter part of the stage of, of, of escrow or settlement. So then you have recording confirmation. Thank you, Melanie. Melanie's taking great notes. See, Melanie, I, stay tuned. I've got some for you. So once we have that happen, what usually happens is we say, we get alerted, hey, we've confirmed, we're going to close out the file. Now, if you don't have professionals on board with you, a scammer can wire the money, can wire the money. Wire fraud is prevalent in this industry, meaning it's at all time high. And because there's large sums of money moving back and forth, um, it's constantly under attack. Let's, that's just the reality of wire fraud. Okay. Constantly under attack. In fact, I think I just read my mom was telling me, shout out to mom, LA super agents, mom. She said that Zell, Zell was hacked. So come on, y'all. They're hacking Zell. <laughs> we're, we're no one's safe. So let's say the buyer scammer wires the money you sign and it gets you sign and convey the recording or excuse me, convey the grant deed over to the buyer. You deliver it. The moment you deliver the paperwork, listen to me, the moment you sign and deliver the grant deed, it is considered an accepted deliverance. That person can choose to go record it themselves. Because once you've conveyed it to them and delivered it to them, you've handed it to them, that's a wrap. That's a legal process. I'm currently learning that that's all is sufficient. But guess what? Two days or a day or 24 hours later, your bank calls you and says, you know that money that you got? Yeah, it got rejected. That money was returned back to the sender. <laughs> this is the second time I did that and dried my throat out. So once you have that happen and the bank notifies you that the money's rejected, that means somebody just robbed your property. Pretty much that easy. Meanwhile, you were saving and thinking, I saved on commissions. Did you? Now you've got to go hire an attorney to go track down the person that you just conveyed your property to. Right? And there's no telling if they used a real name because guess what? I've seen it. I've seen it. Where the paperwork gets signed and delivered and multiple people are added to the property, right? Multiple people gets added to the property. How, let's say, to answer the question right now, you may ask, okay, in the event that happens, what should I do, Lisa? I'll give you the answer. To resolve something like that, you're going to have to hire an attorney. Hire an att oh, I forgot to give my disclaimer. Ugh. All right, so pause, timeout. Let's disclaimer real quick. Disclaimer, real quick, of course, the information provided on this show should not be considered 
tax or legal advice, please seek those legal and reputable professionals regarding your situation. Got it? Good. Okay. <laughs> Let's get back. Let's get back to class. All right. Had to give that disclaimer. All right. So you want to hire an attorney in the event scammer take goes and, you know, gets your property, hire an attorney to file a quiet, it's called a quiet title action. I'm telling you, I'm giving you game here. Somebody you know has just been scammed today. Somebody you know's property has just been taken right underneath them. Somebody you know, signature has been forged. Somebody you know needs this information. You can help them get closer to resolving their unique situation. I feel like I feel like a poet today. All right, so hired an attorney to file a quiet title action. Got it? Melanie's in here. She's like, people are so unlawful, shady, dishonest, and greedy. Absolutely. When you're talking, see, when you think about it, our society perpetuates this, the unlawful, shady, dishonest, and greediness. I was just watching, um, I didn't watch the full show, <laughs> but I'm kind of like scrolling through channels, like you're just trying to disconnect from studying. And there's a show, Bling Dubai. My husband and I were like, oh, what is this? Bling Dubai. And you're talking about, you know, the, the real estate, the money, the, you know, private helicopters. Listen, I love it. I love it all. But our society perpetuates that because we keep shining the, 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 the apple, right? The shiny apple in front of people and we're dangling it. And so people want it. And they'll do it at all costs and at any for any reason, right? At by any means necessary type thing. So this is why. Great note. So uh, Melanie's added for number four, hire an attorney to file a quiet title action if this happens. Okay, cool. What scammers will also do is they will collect information using third parties to collect the seller's information. So you may have somebody just going after your identity. Ugh. So watch out for that. Moving on. So beware of the fake paper trail. What this entails is fake loan, loan documents, um, fake appraisal documents. So they can even tie up your property and say, I agree to pay $100,000, but then the appraisal comes back because they're all working together and it's fixed. The appraisal comes back and says, oh, this property is worth only $80,000. So, hey, we got to agree to reduce the price from 100000 to 80000 You think you're saving right there? No. Is it worth it? No. Let's talk more about what's not worth it. Is trying to understand contracts, disclosures, and material facts and information that would affect the buyer's decision to purchase your property. So if you don't disclose material facts, um, like the roof was leaking once upon a time and you you kind of did a patch job, but you didn't replace the roof, or you've got mold and you, you, know, you kind of just bleached and painted and you didn't resolve the issue or the source of the mold, mold is not fun. And some people have can have some serious respiratory reactions to mold that can get you in a lot of hot water. 
don't play. Do not play with your disclosures. There's no such thing as over-disclosure. My first entrepreneur venture was as a notary public, and that was one of the things that they said was there's no such thing as having too many signatures, you know, like getting the borrowers or the client to initial and sign the loan documents. They're like, there's no such thing as over signing, right? No such thing. So with that is you attempting to go it alone and downloading forms, depending what state you are in, like here in California, I'm a broker in California, I'm an active professional in California. So our laws constantly change. We've recently now added fire hardening disclosures along with areas that are uh, prone to wildfire uh, areas, right? Because Paradise burned, what, what is that, three years ago, I think Paradise burned first time. What was it, Malibu caught on fire? So uh, Palisades, I think it was. And so very important to give those disclosures regarding natural hazard disclosures, environmental disclosures, uh, Melarus, that's a certain type of tax, excuse me, an assessment that is passed through on the property taxes. Melarus can be a big deal breaker for some people. So not disclosing this information where someone is assuming this information and then they later find out as the owner can come after you and sue you as a seller for non-disclosure of those material facts. What you can do, in short, I know my, my computer says virus and threat protection. Exactly. Cue the protection. Um, cue the protection. That's right. Catching up with Melanie's notes. Great notes, Melanie. Number five, beware the fake paper trail. Love it. Oh, it's always great when somebody can help you out here. Thank you. And hire a broker to represent you. This is not like tooting our own horn or why you want to go this route, because even an attorney may not carry ENO coverage like we do. The errors and omissions is in the event that you mistakenly forgot to disclose. It wasn't included during the exchange of the documents and the inspect and inspection period. The buyer, excuse me has a period to inspect the uh, information they receive about the property along doing their own physical inspections. So brokers do carry errors and omissions coverage and our ENL coverage extends a protection to sellers. It comes with a seller's protection coverage. Um, in particular, this company we use offers up to $25,000 in terms of liability if they were pursued or sued for damages for something that was non-disclosed, not disclosed, they would be covered up to $25,000. I think that's a pretty good deal when you work with the right professional that you, you also are protected as a seller in the event that you forgot, you know, X amount of years that, oh yeah, we uh, didn't strap the, um, you know, we, we didn't, we didn't strap or bolt the foundation and then something terrible happens for whatever reason. Right. Very, very important, especially if you're in a state like, like California, we're an earthquake state. All right. Moving along. Are you with me? Great. 
Melanie adds, hire a broker to represent you. Again, in particular, not just on negotiations, because something as simple as having seller's protection on, on issues of disclosures. All right, good stuff. Understanding and negotiating contracts and addendums will get you in hot water if you try to do it yourself. It will get you in hot water and here's what I mean. I was joking about ChatGPT, you trying to ask ChatGPT how to you know, prepare this contract, negotiate this contract. Yes, for the most part, purchase contracts are standardized. They're downloadable. I've consulted people and I've looked at their contracts in various states. It's very interesting how things are worded. Where you get in trouble is when you start to add clauses. Right. So a buyer who's looking to scam you, trick you, deceive you can add a clause in these standardized purchase contracts that may not allow you to easily cancel. It might even have a cancellation fee for you to pay. It might include an addendum in there that binds you to something, some term and or condition that you weren't prepared for, especially as it relates to repairing the property, right? So when it comes to contracts, realize once that contract is executed, there is no going back. Execute a contract may be difficult to cancel with a buyer who is not willing to accept property as is or attempting to renegotiate the price. So that's where contracts can be tricky. The addendums, the uh, clauses that are added, because once you're in it, unless you're skilled on contingencies, unless you're skilled on understanding contingencies and how to break those clauses, you'll likely have to hire an attorney to get you out of that and be in front of a judge to say, hey, this was a mistake of contract. Um, this was, you know, for whatever reason, it was misrepresented. You're going to have to come up with your various defenses to void that contract for whatever reason. Okay. So yes, number seven, Melanie hits us here with hire a professional, understand addendums, clauses, and the contracts. Love it. How are you feeling about this information? Great. Make sure you're giving us a thumbs up um, and we're and you're sharing. All right. Here's another thing on the contracts I wanted to add. The buyer may haggle you down to an unreasonable price or force you to pay for the cancellation. Haggle you, right? Again, not knowing what's in the addendum clauses in the contract, they may be able to say, well, I'm not budging. I'm not canceling unless you do X, Y, Z, right? And that's what they do. Experienced investors do it all the time. They do it all the time. They do that haggle tactic. Once they tie you in, they inflate the number, give you this exorbitant number over your asking. You jump to it and you're like, oh, yes. Once they have you tied up by executing that contract, you've signed, they've signed, you're locked in and good luck in getting out. See it all the time. I've helped some people. In fact, I've, you know, people have become very near, near and dear to me, other people that I've helped. I've even read contracts 
it's scary. I read contracts that um, clients have presented to me that other agents, so scammers come in all forms. Our industry comes with good and bad. And this was the story of super agent is so that, you know, you could distinguish who is really for you. That thing called fiduciary duty, working in your interests over my own as a professional. And so I watched, I read a client's contract where the real estate agent had an addendum. Oh my God, that thing was two pages long. It was about two pages long. In addition to our 14 page purchase contract, the addendum had so many terms and stipulations as to how the seller was going to carry the financing and the seller was going to do X, Y, Z. They were going to convey the property to the buyer. Then the buyer was going to convey it back to the seller within 72 hours. And there was like no guarantees or assurances, but what was written in there was not real. It wasn't practical. Yeah. I won't go into that story, but that, that was a really scary story. And Finally, inspections can be problematic. So here again, if they're working in cahoots, inspectors, appraisers, who they bring on their team to trick, scam, deceive you, you may not know how to negotiate an inspection report or avoid unnecessary costs and repairs. They may say, <laughs> yeah, they may say, um, and Melanie's like, yeah, an agent can be scammy also. Sad face. Yes. See, this is raw and uncut. I'm going to tell, I, I will share it and tell it like it is. I see, I call it as I see it. 16 years in this business and the longer I'm in it, the more I see. And let me, let me share this story is uh, we're on this topic. You see, I get very unique transactions, situations, and scenarios where I've even seen a seller, seller's agent tell my client who hired me to represent her interests. It was a family of siblings, three parties. Uh, there were multiple parties. And just FYI, you each can have your own broker representation as an interested party or, or as an owner with an interest in a property. So three people, you each three can have uh, your own agent, right? And be responsible for their share of commission or that one agent can represent all three of the parties. In this scenario, there was another agent representing the other siblings. And because my client wasn't willing to sign her quit claim deed, that's a form that says she is quitting or resigning her interest in the property. She said, no, I'm not signing that. And so the agent said to her, you know what? I'm going to sell this house with or without you. And he did. He committed fraud. He was sued. And he didn't make it to court. Unfortunately, he died when he was served. The lesson we learned is when people are motivated to scam you, to steal from you, to deceive you, and they don't have anything to lose and they're willing to risk it all, this particular agent had a terminal illness. He was dying of cancer. It was later learned. And he was willing to risk it all. The commission, $6,000, $10,000.
I mean, how far does that get you? I don't know whatever, what other dire situation was going on, but it ended up tying up my client and her family in a, in a lawsuit over two years that just got settled. So when we say, don't go this alone, you don't want to do this alone because even in the, in the industry, you've got professionals that are willing to, you know, scam and deceive and be deceitful. I will, I should say, and, and redirect you to the Department of Real Estate, the Bureau of Real Estate, or the Real Estate Commissioner's Office for your respective state. There is a section on there to file a complaint against any licensed professional. They also monitor entities or people portraying to be as real estate professionals. Yes, our identities do get stolen and people act like they're us. I just found this out. I was reading it and I was like, oh my gosh, somebody could be acting like super agent. And so very, very important to just do your due diligence and homework. You can look up a licensee's license, any per person that's licensed with the state, you can check to that respective uh, department or agency that oversees that industry or that licensee and double check, is their license active? Okay, so I'm sidebarring on <laughs> scammy agents, right? To Melanie's comment. Okay, so here we are, number nine, inspectors and inspections can be problematic. So you wanna avoid being tricked by inspector who could be in cahoots with the buyer to buy to write a bad inspection report. And if they're writing a report that you're like, oh, they said the foundation's 40,000, the, the roof is another 36,000. Oh, we got to replace all the plumbing. That's another 16,000, you know, X, Y, Z. And then you're kind of going like, oh my gosh, I said I was selling as is, but because you didn't read the clauses that were added in the contract, you may have subjected yourself to fixing any repairs that were added in the contract. All right. Melly says, wow, great sidebar. Yep. Yep. She's like shaking my head. All right. So time is your money. Time is your money. Let's wrap this up. We did really well. We went over a few minutes, but I was having such a great time. And, you know, I've got stories to tell all the time. Time is your money. And as someone who is looking to maximize, we started this conversation, right, Melanie? Why does someone decide to sell their own property as a for sale by owner or FISBO? is to maximize the most they can get out of the sale. Based on what we've discussed, do you feel confident that you're still maximizing what you can get out of the sale if you're subjecting yourself to be a target to be robbed, deceived, bamboozled, and led astray with the likelihood of never recovering your property or money? for that matter. The couple things to be mindful is there's less marketing exposure when you're doing this alone, which means more time in the market, you're limited to a pool and you don't know who's entering the property. You don't know who you're dealing with. At least when you're working with a professional, we have those filters. We ask for pre-approvals. We ask for proof of, uh, of funds, bank statements, right? We ask for this information. So we do our best in filtering out those qualified, right? You don't want suspects. You want prospects. <laughs>
And then when you think about saving money, you're thinking you're saving on the commission as a transactional cost, but costs add up as you're managing the sale. Marketing, signage of any, contract revisions, reviewing the contracts, understanding market conditions, doing the research, understanding lending terms, having to contact the lender. Is this legit? You know, what are the terms? How does it affect you? They said that I'm going to do a loan, a, a, a seller carry back. We're going to do a subject to like, what does that mean? Oh, they're going to do an assumption. What does that mean? In fact, I'm going to be talking about assumptions next week because I'm hearing a lot of people say you can assume an FHA loan. Yes. However, subject to exceptions. All right. So for that matter, I love it. Melanie, you already had, you're already ahead of me. Number 10, don't do this alone. She says, get professional help. And that is where we're going to wrap up. Work with an experienced real estate professional. You do not. Listen, you do not want to do this alone. Melanie, you've been fantastic. So I'm going to give you a choice of advisor, a 15-ounce mug here. Send me a DM, a message. I will ship it to your address. Really appreciate you. We've got visors, red, pink, blue. If you're if you're a hat wearer like me, that we've got the caps, we've got the visors, white or ready set real estate shirt. Tell me your size. Tell me what you want. It's your world, Melanie. It's your world. Thank you all for tuning in on another information-packed episode of Ready Set Real Estate. Uh, we'll see you next week um, at eleven. Melanie says this was so awesome. I will be back, and she'll be back with. She's got goodies. She's got Ready, Set, Real Estate swag. With that being said, have a productive and powerful week. We'll see you next week. Uh, same time, same place. Take care, you guys. Bye.